up, I check it I shower and I check it I feel the buzz in my truck And I almost wreck it I always got it on me Just in case you want me So if you're looking for my love Then light it up I'm on your clock You're in control Rooster you Production brings you Under the Water Tower Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Matt, we're both coming in hot uh, on this Thursday afternoon. We did not know if we were going to be taping Thursday evening or Friday morning. It is going to be Thursday evening. Uh, you're coming in hot from uh, Jackson, Jackson, uh, Mississippi. Yep. As I said on the show the other day, Hannah Grace was part of the ribbon-cutting ceremony for the my gosh, 160-something annual Mississippi State Fair. As we hit record about 425 on Thursday, I'm, I'm hustling to uh, you know, make it to the Luke Bryan concert. You can tell from our opening music, had an opportunity to uh, grab some tickets and go to take that. So go to that. So going to take my wife and son. Uh, he, he re he's a really big uh, Riley Green fan who's opening for Luke tonight. So uh, going to go to that. So um, like I said, you can tell our, our opening and closing music will be from Luke Bryan. So, uh, you know, looking forward to that. But, yes, definitely coming in hot. She had to do that at 11 o'clock. We left at 1.30, dropped her off in Batesville. You and I are recording a show, going to Luke Bryan at 6. I mean, just a busy day. But uh, shout out to the Mississippi State Fair. Uh, Andy Gibson, I believe, is the yeah. agri agriculture, agriculture commissioner. commissioner. So he's the person that kicked it off. Uh, reminds me a bit of Jerry Clower, Derek. He's a little got a little Jerry Clower to him. But, <laughs> <laughs> exactly that kind of stuff but he did a good job and hannah grace was part of the ribbon cutting and the military band and um we take it for granted because i mean we had the mid-south fair but the mid-south fair doesn't have livestock they don't have 4-h and ffa all that <laughs> no, stuff right no, right they not. don't have all that but down there if you live within an hour of the mississippi state fair and aren't attending once you know one two or three times while it's there um you're missing out because it is a it's a top 10 state fair Okay. Most people didn't know that. We can make all the Jackson jokes you want to. It's, it's downtown. That's where oh, it is. Oh, it's right there at the Coliseum. Absolutely. I mean, Look, huge. it is uh, the same midway or the same rides that were at the Mid-South Fair last week or last two weeks made their way down there. So okay. some of the some of the same rides. But anyway, so yeah, coming in hot on a Thursday afternoon, a gorgeous Thursday afternoon, and very excited to uh, get the show rolling and uh, keep rolling with the UTW podcast. Matt, you've got that. I've got a meeting uh, right after this taping and then a uh, ball game after that. So I will be uh, moving. Yeah about what you i just came out of another three-hour meeting so it's been a busy day it's been a day busy a day Thursday. so uh, uh excited excited to talk about our show excited to get into it uh matt also uh people do get excited when they go looking for houses no doubt Derek. basically what you're saying for the last couple of hours or a few hours you've been taking care of things that's right and if you're looking for someone to take care of business and take care of things for you when it comes to buying or selling your home you definitely want to call our 2022 presenting sponsor the number one real estate team in desoto county for the last 13 years. I speak, of course, about Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. They have over 66 years of combined real estate experience. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. Currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis when it comes to selling your home. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code. Heck, they can tell you all about your neighbor's house and how fast it sold last year. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you need from a realtor in 2022. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 461 sold S-O-L-D. 
You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. If you're in the market for a dream home in DeSoto County, if you're ready to sell your home, downsize, anything like that, you want to contact the best realtors around, and they work for Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group. Phone number again, 662-449-1700. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. Podcast always recorded at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of Commerce and McCracken right here in Hernando. Again, that's cars, trucks, vans, cargo vans. Of course, our cargo vans are about to leave for FedEx or with FedEx next week for about three months. So uh, let's cancel the cargo vans for the next three months. But we are ready to help you when it comes to any travel locally, any travel. uh, If you're going down to Orlando or you're traveling during Thanksgiving or Christmas, anything like that, please consider calling and using a local business. I had a uh, nice lady who's a friend of mine send me a text, said some of her extended family had just gotten uh, basically left stranded by Hertz rental car. Just saying. I'm just saying. Terrible service. Let, terrible, yeah, service. terrible service. Left stranded. They had a van booked. The van did not work out. If you pay a deposit with us, if we take your money, by God, it's going on the calendar, and we will have a van for you. Give us a call, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Think local. Spend local. We appreciate the business at Mobile Cars and Vans. Derek, our first and third Friday shows of every month always lead us into a review of the Alderman meeting that takes place in the city of Fernando. Tell us all about the Alderman meeting from this past Tuesday. Several things were covered. I'm going to go over those pretty quickly, uh, and there will be one I kind of go through a little more detail, one of the, uh, the budget items or one of the line items. So we'll get to that right now. The public meeting for the capital improvement for the sewer line for Hernando West to be paid for by a special tax assessment on the property, of course, was one of the items on the agenda. No one, they had the public meeting. No one spoke out for or against it. And then immediately went to the resolution to fund the sewer project, which passed unanimously. So finally, they'll be able to get that sewer done uh, up to the road and be able to let Hernando West put the first, I guess, real section of neighborhood uh, in that property. The Hernando West subdivision or project has been a staple in Hernando for 15 years with nothing happening. 2007. And here we are for 15 years. (laughs) 15 years later, we're getting the sewer. 15 years later, they're uh, (laughs) going to start doing something. So um, it's going to be a a, a very neat project to uh, a slow going project, obviously. But something's getting started, so that's pretty neat. Yeah, the next was the punch list for the AWG building, basically the, the kind of the, the final out on what the city's portion of that had to be. It was uh, approved without discussion. The next was the discussion of the streets to be overlaid. So this was one of the two big things that we kind of talked about on Tuesday. Uh, so in this discussion, a question was asked, how close are the numbers to being correct? So we have that list here. Uh, you know, and so they were kind of asking, like, look, you know, uh, city engineer, how close are these numbers, ballpark figures? He said he felt pretty good about them. Talked to the, uh, the guy over the, the roads in Hernando. He also felt pretty good about them. So about the numbers. Then there was a clarification uh, of Elman Robertson improvement. Where was that? And so basically it's right at the hill there at Elman Robertson. So that was kind of cleared up. There was a question. Next question was asked if the road could just, if a road in the city could just be striped. So in other words, no, no asphalting no nothing can we just restripe it uh this was asked by uh, Alderwoman woman lynch from memphis street basically from connections up to Laurelwood. there's just there's no stripes on that road nothing. if there are you cannot see them there's a lot it's pretty dangerous it kind of narrows at one point so just a little more direction for the cars there uh there is a striping budget so and they said that that section of the city was actually put in the budget this year so she was very happy to hear that and i'm sure all her constituents are too a question was then asked about the roundabout. So this is the roundabout at McInvale and Holly Springs. 
and there is no money in the budget uh, for that this year. So 2022-2023, it will probably, though, be in the budget. So the, the board should look for this next year in 2023-2024. They figure it's going to be about $500,000. This is something the city has to do on their own. And this, that's a roundabout at Mackinville and, and Holly Springs. Holly Springs, okay. Right there at the at the principal Toyota. Sure, okay. You know, it's kind of helping with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, gotcha. that intersection right there. The new gas station going The new there. gas station is going right there. So all that will have to be taken into effect, but the budget, the money should be in there. And the next year, uh, we could they could talk about it this year, but there's no money in currently in the budget for it this year. Uh, then Andrew Miller wanted to know, uh, Alderman Miller, about, hey, look, the ones that are like 60000 65000 and less, the ones that we can just quote out, can we go ahead and quote those out, get it done now, get those quotes back in 30 days, and get all of those done before the plant shut down in January. Let's, Let's go, just go yeah. ahead and knock them out. Like it, yeah. The mayor is like, you know, we've never done fall paving before. You know, it's always kind of where are we on our money situation. Sure. But we're in a good situation. I've done a good job. This is something they can look to do. So they're going to go ahead and look to quote everything 63-ish. I think it's like right around 63000 or less can be considered a quote, not a bid. And so they'll get two quotes and go ahead and start moving on those before the end of the year, which I thought was fantastic sure. news. Of course. Um, and then uh, Alderman Robinson asked if – uh, uh, to add Fairway Drive to this list. So Fairway Drive was currently not on this list and wanted to have it added to the list. This And so, you know, that was like, he said, there's four or five sections that are pretty bad. Want to go ahead and done. That was added to the list. Alderman Harris also wanted to add an actual cost to the spreadsheet to see how the actual came into the estimates as these projects start to be funded. Right. So um, looking at the sheet right now, there's, you know, I don't know, 15 to 20 or so uh, things. We read through these on Tuesday. Please go back and listen to that show. Uh, don't really know. I can give the amounts. If somebody wants to read that, reach out to our email at underthewaterterrorinfo at gmail.com, and we can, I can, I will, if you, your street was on there that you heard on Tuesday, I'll be happy to give you the amount that's set aside for that. But, um, and of course, we're adding one more for the fairway drive. So it went to 1,964,000 is the new amount. It went from 1,863,000 basically to 1,964,000. So about $100,000 uh, for that fairway drive that was added. Um, if you want to know, please reach out to us. Uh, but I can say that several of these, because there are several under, uh, there's you know, 22 or 33 or 45 that are under there that hopefully will be done before the end of the year. So look to have that done. And then what Alderman Harris wants to have done is, okay, here's the, what you budgeted. Here's the actual to see, not really trying to see how, how well they are estimating their job, but more just, okay, where are we are on this 1,000,009 number? Because if we're starting, if we're way over budget sure. on some of these, we may have to start looking at a cut of these out. They may have to start prioritizing the ones that they have already prioritized. So good point there, and so that's something that the mayor said they would add to that spreadsheet. You mean kind of running it like a business, Derek? We're not like a business. Yeah. That's right. Hey, that's here's right. our priorities. Here's what we're doing. Uh, we're running low on money. Uh, we're going to have to push that. Yeah, so go. I mean, so they can say that during the year, not sure. get to the end and say, okay, we got to cut the last two. They'll know that kind of ahead of time, and maybe they want to move one up and take one down. Uh, this When that one street was added to the, uh, to the list, motion was uh, made to accept the list, and it passed unanimously. The next one was an, an annual budget amendment. Amendments can be made. This is something that they've kind of put out there, informational purposes. Amendments can be made to correct any errors on the city budget until the end of October. So they, they can still, they have one more meeting to do it. They made several, there were some amendments. We were not told what those amendments were. Uh, there was one more item that was left off that will be added next time the mayor mentioned, but he did not say what it was. That, of course, passed. The next was to accept the $120,000 skate park grant. This was the formal meeting to approve accepting the grant. No, you know, so basically just had to get it on record that, yes, we are accepting this 
$120,000 from you. The grant will fund the $150,000 phase two of the skate park, which means the city has to come out $30,000 that is in the budget uh, as a matching donation from the city to qualify for that grant and get it done. And again, this is a phase two of that park, so the renderings will be coming out very soon of what that look like. But again, already a very, very nice quality skate park out there. Uh, look to almost kind of double it in size so you know should be a very obviously bring more people down here that are interested in that the next thing on the list was the donations docket list the city attorney had to vet each group to make sure the city could give to each entity that was the first thing that had to be done which these were all done the page shows that there were nineteen thousand five hundred dollars allocated and one entity that did present that was left off uh erroneously was precious and pink a question was asked what happens to the remaining budget if, if for some reason this all this money was not spent and they also would like to see precious pink added to the list so you know they kind of went did, back and but, forth. but she did come uh, before the board yeah that's what the they, they did come yeah. yeah they did yeah. become a, it literally was left off the list by error and so now okay well we only have 19.5 how do we add this to the list and so there was a a motion made for two thousand dollars to go to precious and pink there was some discussion on where that would come from. Do we take from House of Grace? Do we take from Mills on Wheels, Healing Hearts, the ARC? You know, how is that going to work? So they're going to go back and discuss. There was there were some numbers named. If you want to see it, please watch the video. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I'm not going to name them. I will say that next time when it passes, I don't mind doing it because it's only like six or seven you know entities, so it's not like it's a huge long list. It's, I, it's just that I want to make sure that it passes at those amounts before I announce what those amounts are that they were talking about doing last night. So, again, after the third Tuesday meeting of the month, then we'll kind of look at those, and then I will let you know exactly what was approved for each of those entities. And, again, that meeting is on October 18th. And then, finally, they did go to executive session. That was added to the agenda. They went to executive session to discuss police personnel. So we won't know anything about that because it is an executive session, but there was some talk on that. And Matt, that was the end of the meeting. Their executive session is uh, things that the public doesn't have knowledge about. That is correct. That stays between the board and the people. And a lot are, of times it's pay, sure. uh, pay raises. Uh, maybe they have to discipline an employee, stuff like that. So we don't need to know yeah, all that. Right. But, I mean, that's what happens usually in executive session. Yeah, I just wanted people, the podcast listeners, if they're not new to that or know what that means or, or whatever, not all things are going to be on the YouTube channel. Uh, that's just how it's going to go down. And those are going to be in executive session. So thank you to, to the board of aldermen and all the people that are involved in the first and third Tuesday meetings for the board of aldermen. And uh, we really appreciate you guys doing the city business. And like you said, Derek, now a very long meeting and uh, they're setting up for a long one, I guess maybe soon sometime just because hey, well, I, you got short, 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 it's probably coming. Lord knows. Hey, when I, I love coming. the 30 to 35 oh, minute absolutely. meetings. I'm not, I'm not, being, you know, watching those and being able to report them here makes it easy on me. But again, if we have a two hour meeting, we'll have it right here. Absolutely. Derek and something else Derek and we we've said this on the uh, podcast for the last two years you are on the board of whatever trustees or the board for the uh, local library uh, Hernando Public Library you are on that board and they've got some new news uh, coming out that, that some of our listeners may be uh, interested in tell us about that all right Matt uh, a popular digital service that allows library borrowers to access thousands of ebooks audiobooks movies television shows and music is available once again to patrons at the first regional library the library announced that card holders can check out titles through Hoopla, one of the largest providers of digital entertainment and media content. David Brown, who's the first regional library brand and marketing strategist, said with Hoopla, borrowers can literally take the library with them wherever they are and access thousands of titles. All you need is a library card and your PIN number. The first regional library offered Hoopla several years ago, and it was widely popular with patrons, but the library had to discontinue it because they no longer could afford the licensing fees. 
libraries are charged anywhere from 99 cents to $3 per title. But thanks to funding from the Mississippi Library Commission, the service is back. Now, First Regional Library, like every public library across the U.S., saw a spike in demand for digital resources like the audio, ebooks, and video streaming during the COVID-19 pandemic. And so the audiobooks continue to be the fastest growing format in publishing, and that streaming services also continue to grow in popularity. Now, I don't know, Hoopla is basically an app you can get on your phone, just like any other app. You can go to the, the App Store for Google uh, or at your Apple Store and pick it up. Just type in Hoopla. It'll pop up right there. H-O-O-P-L-A, correct? That is correct. Easy. Uh, you have a lot of a wide variety of content for all ages. There are no waiting lists. You don't have to go to the library and say, hey, I want to put on the waiting list for this DVD or put on the waiting list for this book. Nope, it's right there. It's basically a streaming service through the library through the if library. you choose to. That, and as long as you have a library card, you can use it. And it's pin, free. And, and so in, pin number. You probably did not sign up for a PIN number when you got your library card 10, right. 20 years ago. Uh, you just call them. They will give you the entry code. Then you can go in there and change it very easy. Uh, and, again, all you have to do is select the library's location, provide an email address, your library card information, and a password, and the patrons can then search for what they are looking for in the database. Now, Hoopla has six different types of content that can be borrowed for a certain amount of time. So, again, this is just like you're going to the library. You're, quote, unquote, renting it. Audiobooks, ebooks, and e comics are available for 21 days. Albums can be borrowed for a week. Movies and TV shows are available for three days. And borrowers can check out up to five titles at a time. So, again, great service. You know, if, if you know, and all you have to do is have a library card, your email address, get your PIN number set up, and you can go online and find access to thousands of movies. And again, some people don't want to pay for Spotify. Some people don't want to pay for uh, the Apple Music Netflix, or yeah. Netflix, anything like that. You can go there absolutely free of charge with a library card through Hoopla. One more streaming service we have access to, Derek. One more thing. Yeah, but that, that's not going to hit your credit <laughs> card for, the, for that monthly yeah, fee. Absolutely. So very easy to do it. You just have to want to do it. And uh, again, we are very blessed to have a local library that is a, a very high quality local library uh, here in Hernando. And uh, as I mentioned, Derek is part of the board. So that's why we always bring our things here when it comes to the library and talk about the new things that are happening. So we appreciate them. And hopefully this returning service will be good for the community. And so something else that, uh, Derek, you look all around in the community Every house you're looking at right now, the leaves are falling. It has started. I'm speaking, of course, about leaf season, which we call fall, and it's coming. The Everybody's uh, you know driveways and their yards are starting to fill up. And if you're looking for help when it comes to leaves this fall, I can't stop saying it enough. If you uh, can no longer – maybe you've gotten to a point where you don't want to go deal with it or you – just say, hey, I'd rather spend time with my family or my, my, my kids or whatever it is. If you need somebody to help you with your leaves this fall, please contact one of our longest sponsors, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, grading for your property, anything that you need on the outside of your home or office, Richard is ready to help. No job too small, no job too large. If he can't help you do it, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him today at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. You can learn more information about Richard and his company at Williams Lawn Services on Facebook or visit his website at Williams Lawn Maintenance. Thank you, Richard, and your team for continuing to support the UTW podcast. 
DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFDC makes use of modern technologies such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. Please visit the office today to see the difference or give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Well, Derek, the middle of our Friday show always brings us to our DeSoto County shout-outs, which uh, kind of starting to be just Hernando shout-outs. We may, <laughs> may, may look into changing that name, but we'll Water see. Tower shout-outs. Exactly. There you go. That's a good one, something like that. Uh, DC shout-outs. We'll, we'll keep it that for right now. But uh, tomorrow night, Derek, the final back porch party by the DeSoto Arts Council, which you are, again, serve as a board member of. Tell us about that for the last time this year. First Friday back porch party, last one of the year, will be held tonight, uh, Friday night, 7 to 9 p.m., right there at the Arts Council, just north of the uh, square on Highway 51. Now, this is a unique one. Uh, They're going to have a chili cook-off during the whole time from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and there's also going to be the high school art contest and exhibit. So the entire month of October uh, is the high school exhibit, so the local high school artists have submitted uh, what they, you know, they hope would win. They're going to give out a first, second, and third place uh, cash prize for the top three pieces of art that are shown uh, through high schools that are brought to the Arts Council. So again, you get to preview those tonight. It will go until uh, most of the uh, month of October before that's finally voted on. And then also you can come taste some wonderful chili. So just a wonderful night to come out, and it's going to be an absolutely gorgeous night. Cold front's coming through tomorrow. It's going to be in the low 40s tomorrow night, Matt. It's going to feel absolutely fantastic. So if you're not at the football game here, we're going to talk about it in just a moment. Please come by the DeSoto Arts Council for the chili cook-off, the high school art contest, and the last back porch party of the season. Derek, let's stay with the DeSoto Arts Council. Something else going on on Saturday as well. Saturday, what will be happening with the DeSoto Arts Council that folks may be interested in? Also, the DeSoto Arts Council has on Saturday after the 10K we'll talk about here in just a moment will be the DeSoto Yard Sale. Uh, This is the yard art, not the kind that you see in your yard, the you know, pink flamingos and that sort of thing, but actually yard art as in a garage sale of art that will be uh, just on the lawn next to the DeSoto Arts Council. Basically, artists who have had stuff in the uh, Arts Council for a while, maybe something that's been brought downstairs because they've run out of room, they're going to get it out there. Uh, the, the prices are going to be slashed, so if there's something that you've seen, something that you waited on, maybe price was a factor, maybe it was not, come by the Arts Council tomorrow morning starting at 10 a.m. to look to see if there's something that you want to do. Again, all the proceeds will go to either the artists themselves with a small portion going to like a consignment fee that the Arts Council keeps. So all going to a good people or a good cause. So please come by the DeSoto Arts Council yard sale tomorrow starting at 10 a.m. You mentioned a second ago, Derek, the uh, next thing is going to be the Water Tower 10K, one of the largest races in DeSoto County, uh, definitely one of the only 10Ks in DeSoto County, will be happening Saturday morning. Uh, and also you'll be participating in that. So tell us all about, real quick, the Water Tower 10K. Uh, if people can still sign up and uh, run that race on Saturday. Yeah, please. They continue to sign up. Uh, that will be at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Proceeds go to the Dolly Parton Excel by Five. This is to try to get books in the hands of all five-year-olds, all kindergartners. 
And so that goes to that. All the money will go to that. And this is a great, great race, man. As you said, it's going to be high 40s, low 50s. Gorgeous, gorgeous day. You do still have time to sign up up until 745 uh, of the event. Packet pickups will start Friday night. So if you sign up Friday morning, go buy a principal Toyota Friday night to pick them up. However, of course, you can also show up Saturday morning from 7 to 7.45. You can also pick up your packet and register to be able to do that. Right now, I think saw a uh, article where they had almost 400 people already signed up. They were actually battling. Uh, last year, I believe the um, the uh, cross-country team from a lot of the public high schools ran in it last year, pushed them over 500. This year, there is a meet on Saturday at Shelby Farms that is affecting a little bit of the sign-up, yes. but still already 400 without the high school runners. So it's still going to be a fantastic event. And Please come out and support in any way. And again, I, I cannot stress to you enough, the after party is probably one of the best in, in this region. Not only the county, including Memphis, it is a fantastic after party. So please come and support both the Excel by 5 and also maybe burn a couple calories while you're at it. Yeah, that's going to be this Saturday, 8 a.m. Uh, if you want to run, as Derek mentioned, still room to run. So good luck to all the runners and the people that have worked hard putting that together. Our next one's going to take place next Saturday, October 15th from 3 to 5. Reminder, Halloween off the square. This is a trunk or treat type situation. Ages 12 and under are welcome. If you'd like to be a trunk or reserve your spot, if you have a local, we talk about nonprofits, or if you have a local church or Sunday school class or business that you would like to be a part of this, this is a maybe couple of hours that you could uh, advertise your business to the parents and all the people walking around there at the DeSoto County Administration Building parking lot. Again, that's just the D.C. Administration parking lot. Three to five next Saturday, a trunk or treat event as we get the uh, Halloween season definitely off and running right here in the month of October. So that's next Saturday, three to five. The following Saturday, the Bridgetown Fire Department will be presenting the annual open house. This is a rain or shine event, uh, moon bounce, food, fun demonstrations for the whole family. So if you're interested, I, I said it two weeks ago, if your son or daughter are interested in anything fire department or EMS re uh, related, please consider coming out Saturday, October 20 second from 11 to 2 that's going to be at 3980 malone road in nesbitt mississippi that's 3980 malone road in nesbitt bridgetown a wonderful i mean my gosh Derek, you and i both know uh dozens of people that that live in bridgetown yeah uh, your wife grew up in bridgetown that's so correct. it's a huge part of fernando so uh, the bridgetown fire department has been around for the longest time and this is something that just simply helps them bring awareness to their uh needs bring aware the awareness to their department and hopefully actually straight, raise some straight volunteers i mean straight volunteers. straight volunteers just an amazing thing they do out there one more time bridgetown fire department saturday october 22nd 2022 demonstrations for the whole family this is no doubt an event that a young person would enjoy 11 to 2 saturday october 22nd Derek, we're going to wrap up. You got something else coming in the following Friday night after the uh, Bridgetown thing on the 22nd. The following Friday night, something that you ha have been working on quite a bit with the Rotary for years. Tell us all about the annual brew fest going on right here on the square. Well, Matt, to end to I guess wrap up this very eventful month uh, for Hernando is the Hernando Rotary Brew Fest. This will take place Friday. October 28th from 6 to 9 p.m. Again, Friday, October 28th from 6 to 9 p.m. Well, uh, this will be taking place off Panola Street right there in the Panola Street Courtyard. Uh, they are There will be three breweries featured uh, at the Brew Fest. It will be Memphis Made Brewery, Ghost River Brewery, and Mississippi Ale House out of Olive Branch. So, plus, there will be other uh, beers to sample, to taste, to learn about. 
uh, in the courtyard. There will be light food to go along with that. And again, just a wonderful, wonderful evening. There'll be mugs that you can purchase. You'll be given like a little three-ounce glass that to, for the tastings. You can also purchase mugs uh, with the uh, Brewfest logo on there. All of the proceeds go to the Hernando Rotary. With the proceeds, the Hernando Rotary will help fund the Honduras Water Well mission that they do, the international project, which tries to put a water well in a city in Honduras. Uh, and then the other will go to the Vaden Scholarship, which is the annual scholarship that uh, the Rotary Club gives to her uh, seniors who live in the Hernando zip code every year. So, again, it's, a, it's going to scholarships. It's going to water wells. Just a wonderful, wonderful purpose uh, for this uh, Hernando Rotary Brewfest. And if you've been before, uh, we're going to have entertainment. Uh, that You'll hear more about that coming up in the next couple of weeks as we discuss this more. So, again, put it on your calendars right now. Uh, tickets will go on sale Wednesday. You can go we're on the Facebook, Hernando Rotary, HernandoRotary.com excuse me, HernandoBrewFest.com. Please go in there, look for that information, and be able to buy tickets. Tickets will be available at the door or purchase in advance from a Rotary member. So we're really looking forward to the event. There seems to be something every Friday and Saturday night, Sunday. We're going to talk about it here in just a second uh, with our advertiser with the Hernando Farmer's Market. Hernando, I, I really – I don't know of a community that does more stuff. I mean, my goodness, whether it be a parade, whether it be homecoming stuff, whether it be a, a weekly farmer's market like this, and, and then just constantly something wonderful to do for kids and families and adults. So uh, I know we call it the Soda County shout-outs, but I'm going to give a shout-out to the city of Fernando for all the things that seem to be happening every weekend. So good luck to all those nonprofits as they continue to push their uh, event. We'll do the best we can to help on this side. Email us if you have something that we might could share under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. I just made reference to it. One of the best assets that we have in the city of Hernando, our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmers Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. Now with over 50 vendors every Saturday morning, Jim Matheny and her team transform the historic Hernando Square into one of the best farmer's markets in the Mid-South. Vendors such as Abney's Home Handmade Crafts, Clayton Farms, Jones Orchard, Miss Pat's Homemade Pound Cakes and Yeast Breads, Southern Cookie Queen, Brown Dairy Farms, Kendall Cattle Beef. Those are just some of the 50 vendors taking part in the amazing, wonderful, great farmer's market right here on the historic Hernando Square, the Hernando Farmer's Market. Their season runs through the month of October and then they'll do a special farmer's market on the November 12th weekend for the Dickens of a Christmas. Thank you to all the wonderful people that work so hard to make the Hernando Square what it is every Saturday morning. Get out this weekend and support the Hernando Farmer's Market. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland and their team at Holland Insurance are ready to serve you when it comes to your health, Life, auto, property, casualty, they work with some of the largest insurance companies in the entire world nationwide. State Auto, Liberty Mutual, Progressive, Travelers, Safeco, over 60 insurance companies trust Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland and their team with Holland Insurance to represent them in DeSoto County. They're located in South Haven but ready to serve anyone in DeSoto County. Give them a call today at 662-895-5528. Again, that's 662-895-5528. As I mentioned, property, casualty, auto, life. Tell them what your needs are. Tell them your budget. See what they can do when it comes to pairing you up with the right company for you and your family. Call them today. Holland Insurance at 662-895-5528. 
Well, Derek, our sports is going to be a little bit shorter because uh, two of the teams we cover play each other. So uh, that's going to be <laughs> – That helps. Uh, that helps a little bit there. But go ahead and tell us what's happened in the sports ranks since our last show with the teams we cover. We'll start with Lewisburg Volleyball because also soccer has ended for North Point, so that makes it a little bit shorter uh, even than what you just mentioned. So Lewisburg faced off against Lake Cormorant on Tuesday night in a rematch of the county championship final with both sets being extremely close. In the first set of this match, Lewisburg set the tone early by taking it 25-19. to However, Lake Cormorant came out hot in the second set to take a decisive 25-9 to victory. Lewisburg regrouped and took the third set 25-19 and then the fourth set 25-16 to win the match 3-1. Ella Grace Holloway had 20 kills, Allie Kate Hall had 22 digs, Jada Bradley served three aces, and Clara Smith had 25 assists. The Lady Patriots are now 26-11 and hosted a game Thursday in school for the last regular season game. Now, Matt, we are taping this on a Thursday afternoon. I have not had a chance to get those stats yet, so we'll mention that game on our Tuesday show. That is the last regular season game. The Patriots currently sit at 26-11. and 11. This will be the last regular season game, and, of course, they have the first run by waiting on the round two of the playoffs next week. Hernando Volleyball. Hernando's last volleyball game of the regular season took place on Tuesday night at home for senior night against Olive Branch. The Lady Tigers team set the seniors out in a big way with a 3-0 match win over the Lady Keisters, 25-12, 25-9, 25-16. The match was never in doubt. Hernando ends the regular season 12-4 and will await the winner of the Center Hill Tupelo matchup that takes place this Saturday. They will host that winner on Tuesday, so show up next Tuesday night as the Lady Tigers look to advance to the third round of the state playoffs. Derek, that's at 5 o'clock next Tuesday night. Do not know the opponent yet. That's right. Either opponent will bring a big crowd. Yes. Either one, especially if it's center heel. So please consider coming out. It's not JV and varsity. It's just one match, varsity to advance in the playoffs against one of the better teams in North Mississippi, whichever team that is. So next Tuesday night, 5 o'clock, in the Hernando Gym, please consider coming out and supporting those young ladies. All right, Matt. Now we're going to switch to football. Before we get to the games, the North versus South All-Star football game in the state of Mississippi was announced, and Jackson Usselton was named to the North team as place kicker. So we want to say a shout-out and congratulations to Jackson Usselton for his selection as the place kicker for the North squad in the North versus South All-Star football game that will take place in December. Now moving to football. Again, we have two games to preview. Two games to preview because two of the teams, as Matt mentioned, play each other. The first is North Point, which is 4-2, 0-1. Versus Davidson Academy, two and four, one and two. Now, Matt, this game is taking place in about an hour from now. Yep. Uh, I'm rushing to that game. Uh, Going to be trying to uh, watch that game and, and do my, my part of that game. So, looking for that. Uh, this is a Davidson Academy is in a really hard district in the Nashville district. They've played some extremely tough teams. Liscombe Academy. They've played uh, Franklin Road Academy, who are all top tier teams. Uh, in this division and the, the size that Davidson and North Point are. So that one and two district doesn't look too good, but again, they play an extremely uh, tough district. North Point, of course, coming off their first district loss of the season, the first district game, very disappointing loss to St. George's. So both teams are going to be looking, coming off district losses last week. Going to be probably a very, very tough game. North Point may be it without their starting quarterback who was injured last week. Uh, he said that he is going to play tonight. We shall see. They have been kind of practicing the backup, getting first team snaps all week. 
So that's going to be tough, tough road to hoe without that. Uh, my prediction is I think Davidson Academy is playing a little tougher competition, and especially with the question at quarterback, I'm going to go Davidson Academy 28-21. Derek, I agree with you. I think Davidson, I mean, Lipscomb, some of those teams in the Nashville area are just really, really good. So one and two in district so far doesn't mean much. I think Davidson comes down, and if the quarterback doesn't play, it could be worse. It may be your running clock the other way, buddy. I'm just saying, your tweeting game. Look, and can you please tweet less and enjoy the game a little bit more? They've they've survived without you. Uh, I mean, what do they do? They just take a picture of the scoreboard and put that out. So that's yeah, uh, they, they, and, and you know that. what? It works. It, it works. So that that's fine. So here, prediction: uh, twenty point win for Davidson if the quarterback doesn't play or tries to play and can't go. That's right. A forty point win. Okay, Davidson's good. <laughs> okay, now they're good. Look, they, they've they've good. got a historically tough team. Yes, they do. Uh, and so the mascot battle royale, real quick, it's a Trojan versus a Cardinal. There's no discussion. Uh, yeah, we don't talk it's about birds. Yep, we, we don't talk about birds. <laughs> birds so we're going to give that one. The Trojan's going to win at least yes, that one. Yes, the, bird, the birds lose. All right, our final game of the night, Hernando Tigers at 3-3, three and 0-2 three, oh in district versus the Lewisburg Patriots, 3-2, and 1-1 one and one in district. Now, both teams, uh, just like the game before, are coming off district losses and looking to rebound, seeing this as a winnable game. Hernando needs to look to reestablish its running game, solidify the quarterback position, whether that be Speck or Jones, and find the defense that they had the first four games. They played tough teams. Grenada, they held, what, to 15 points, should have won that game. Lewisburg needs to find its offensive swagger back, starting with the quarterback, Gunnar Gilmore, who did play last week uh, and struggled, really. I think they had three or four turnovers. And his ability to move the ball down the field with both his legs and his arm. This looks to be a very hard-fought, nasty, fans yelling at each other type of game. I look for at least two personal foul calls in this game and a lot of trash talking for both sides. Hernando took this game last year from a bad Lewisburg team, so the Patriots will be looking for revenge at home. My prediction in response to his All-State selection, okay. I say this comes down to a field goal in the last two minutes that Hernando wins 27-24. <laughs> Derek, I've never been to a game in, at Lewisburg, and this will be my first one, so looking forward to that. Uh, the fact that you said 27-24 is ludicrous. <laughs> Uh, take the under. Oh, you're saying, you're that, saying, oh my gosh! You're you just, just no, no. No you just said you just said it, it may come down to him winning the game. Yeah, he may be the only points. <laughs> you're saying three nothing. Uh, I'm three saying nothing. Uh, I'm saying. So you like my spread? You're saying you like the spread? I'm saying six to three. Oh, okay. I'm saying six to three. Okay. Maybe maybe a 12, 12, 7, maybe twelve ten game, something okay. like this. This the, both offenses are struggling. Yep. Uh, defenses are better, but. I mean, you and I both played offense and defense. So if if you're if a if an offense just can't figure themselves out, the Tigers can't figure out who's going to play quarterback right now. Topher's still not a hundred percent. Landon's not uh, very mobile. So it's just it's just the offense is a mess right now. It's got to get figured out. It's going to be a low scoring back and forth. You're right. The two schools do not necessarily enjoy uh, each other's company. <laughs> so we shall see what that looks like. I'm going to say. Look, I'll say Hernando wins, uh, again, maybe a 12-10, okay. something like that, with uh, a couple of field goals there. So, very interesting. Uh, like I said, I, have, I haven't been to a game at Lewisburg. Looking forward to that. And the weather should be amazing, be wonderful, and uh, going to see some defense. Okay. <laughs> 
Anyway, we may not see much defense, but we'll see a lot of lack of offense. All right, so I do. So I look for you on our Tuesday show to have some comments. Sure, I can't during wait. the section during yeah, the section of the, of the I, review. I, look, if the game's forty-five, forty-two, I'll enjoy that more than six oh, to yeah, three. Of course, I'll enjoy that. So let's look and see uh, what happens. Good luck to all the kids. North Point, Lewisburg, Hernando battling. Uh, you know, on the gridiron coming up, and and just everybody else too. The cheerleaders and all those people pray for safety when it comes to traveling around uh, back and forth to those schools and all those different things. Hey, who, so, do you, who do you have on a Tiger oh, versus sorry, the Tiger versus? Uh, we talk about it all the time. If the Patriot can make the muzzle shot, the kill shot, the kill shot ball game, Tiger's dead. Uh, if the if he misses or he can't quite get his uh, knife off of his bayonet or whatever it is, uh, we got a problem. Yeah, it's, we, uh, we got yeah, a problem. You better make that one shot count. Absolutely, you better get it. If Eminem, you, Eminem said, "I got one it. shot." Right. I mean, you hit him in the tail or miss, <laughs> you got problems. He's coming your way. These are some of the goofy things that we talk about on the UTW podcast. We appreciate you going on these journeys with us every Tuesday and Friday. Thank you for being uh, patient with us. Maybe as Derek and I maybe turn in sometimes a little bit of a shorter show or something like that because we're just busy. I mean, there's no other way yeah. to put it. Uh, we're, we're, we're busy dads, busy uh, business owners, and uh, tonight I'm going to go listen to a little Luke Bryan. There so that's go. just what I'm going to go do. Uh, that's my kind of night, Derek. So you see nice. what I did there? Very nice. You see what I did? Look, if you enjoy our show, please share it with friends and family. Simply take the link there at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, however you listen to our show, and share the link with friends and family. Let them know all the different things that we might talk about right here under the water tower. Also, give us a five-star review at Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you listen to our show. That thumbs up just helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Takes place uh, really early on Monday mornings, covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. Also, deep dives into Lewisburg, Olive Branch, and Center Hill Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. We'll wrap up our Sunday show no different than before. Please consider visiting a local church this weekend. I want to keep expressing the opportunity possibly to join a local Sunday school class. Visit a local church. If you have somebody that's inviting you to church, let this Sunday be the time that you say yes and visit with them. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Under that pale moon Sweet tea needs that sugar stirring Small town nights need both ends Burning shades need drawing